What's up, guys? Welcome back to the TCG Experience, and we have a special guest here. We have Matthew Bell. Hey, Jake. Uh, how's it going? And yeah. Sammy, of course. Don't worry, I didn't forget your name on the spot. That was Just, weird. It, hey, I, there was a pause. Hey, so, Jake and Sammy. I was looking for your name back, okay. and then I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I can see he's not wearing one. You've got to get this. Come on, get yourself together, Matt. But hey, guys, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me on. We appreciate you for coming down. No problem. Um, so as some of you know, Matthew Bell is an ex-Konami rep. Uh, you worked for Konami for 12 years, 11 years? No, just uh, just shy of 10 years, actually. 10 about years. nine and a half years. Mm-hmm. Oh, you missed the fucking whatever it is, the, the decima, the 10-year fucking... Did they give you a badge for that? Yeah, what did they give you if you make 10 years? Oh, no, no. I got, yeah, they, they, they gave me a bunch of stuff when I left to sort of say thank you. I've got like a playmat oh. signed by the whole team and that, but no. They That's it? They don't make a card out of you or anything <laughs> oh, like that. Like, uh, it's, it's not that kind of job, right? So... But yeah, no, it was great. Um, I was there for a long time. I've now moved on to another game development studio, do more video games now mm-hmm. uh, versus card games. But it's been quite the wild ride. What's the, I, I, I don't want to like make it sound like, uh, boring, but w- with you changing from trading cards to like video games, do you prefer that? Is that is it a much to change there? or? I mean, one of the biggest changes is that and I work remotely, so mm-hmm. I can do my job from anywhere in the world. And I love nothing more than still being in my pajamas until about 15 minutes before my first meeting i'm like oh i should okay. probably get dressed now you know working from home is just such a game changer than going to an office all day i get so much more done as well like if i'm thinking about like a problem back when i was in konami like sometimes you just sort of see me looking out the window just by the water cooler just sort of like eyeing up the lamborghini that was parked in the car park and people will be like what are you doing you just sort of like dossing about and it's like mm-hmm. no no no. i'm trying to figure out how i'm gonna solve this problem but now i just like do my laundry or something and i don't come home and go oh great now i've got to do that as well like it's just a slippery amazing. slope i think though like working from home yeah it's so easy to just get fucking <laughs> what to just turn that computer on and play league of legends bro or some shit you know what i mean you've got to have discipline I'll give it you really that. is tough man like it's... do you think do you think that's what happened like during like the remote or ycs's what do you mean because there was so many times where judges were in a table muted of course and then Judges there was fucking a, there was rubbing a, one out. He literally just <laughs> going to town. I know. I know. I'm. I'm not going to believe that that was happening. I mean, he's no. just rubbing one out. No, 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 no. no so the amount of times that myself was in a, a, a scenario, and we're just asking like a ruling question, etc., and the judge took a while to respond. And, and then like, he, Hello, and then he picks up and he's breathless. He's like, <laughs> ah, so stop it. He's literally. He's like, like, so what happened? And I'm like. <sighs> aren't you watching and he's like no you just need to help, help me remind just remind what the scenario is and i'm like cool no problem but it's not just once it happens it's happened multiple times yeah so i've just found that luckily there's no more remote or tournament like that's like um more organic though because yeah. judges aren't permanently watching games in tournaments usually they'll be called to a table get there and be like so what's happened but there is the, so, they've been so judges for you guys man if you lot are watching porn hub or whatever while i'm playing remote duel <laughs> and then you get to the table and i'm like yo here's what happened i'm cool with that you do you man yeah, as long they don't as get paid yet. enough to not be watching Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get paid enough. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. All right. What have I signed myself up for? Honestly, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I have I was... listened to the podcast. So I don't know why I was. We won't. <laughs> we won't air it if you don't. <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. We're, we're, we're good. The, the beauty about this podcast is we just don't edit anything. It's all raw. So uh, because we're lazy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that like a, I mean, yeah. you're honest. I'll give you that. Dude, that's that. literally like a, I'm not fucking editing. I've, I've actually, because I'm doing stuff on my own YouTube channel, like uh, editing just takes so long. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. It's, it's just, mad. It's just like, yeah. I, I just wish I could just put the raw footage up and go, either like it or hate it. You know. With yeah. YouTube, it's a, it's a different animal because it's visual and you have to like chop and chop it up. I don't know if you saw Jake's early fucking YouTube videos. 
Yeah, no, they're great. No, Check no. them out, guys. Christ. Jake Quincy on YouTube. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit. I'm going to leave them there for comedic value. The early ones are just atrocious. And like, if you watch them, like... <laughs> what do you mean atrocious? They're not that bad. If you watch like the progression of like the first four, yeah. he like becomes more disheveled and like his hair just kind of like moves for... Oh my God. <laughs> they actually say your first 100 videos on YouTube will suck. Like without a shadow of a doubt, oh, it'll be about that's... your first 100. So you still got like 80 to go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're past 100 and... Um, you yeah. get 100 videos? You got 100 videos on YouTube? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Congratulations, man. You don't mean that at all. You've actually made, a, you've you. made 100 YouTube videos, for real. Get out. You don't, yeah, oh, I yeah, do. But, you don't but care. fucking 70 of them are tip of the day, for fuck's sake. Okay. Tip yes. of the day. Kirk loves those. Yeah. Well, Kirk's like, easily pleased. He fucking so plays you obviously know who on. Kirk Clark is. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Kirk, yeah. yeah. I, mean, it's, I don't know. I would say, who is he closest <laughs> to, like, in the UK? Like, He's this. He's someone who's just the cheerleader in the background. He's oh, there. Oh, don't you dare, Kirk! You're a cheerleader. Oh, and we love you for it. Don't you? He's just in. The, we love him for it, man. That's just him. He's just. He's just there chilling. He's there vibing. That's just all that he wants to do. He just. He doesn't care about doing well. He never has. He just wants to enjoy himself. Can't even. Why are you? Why I just can't? Out of everything you've said so far in the first five minutes, because, that's the one thing that's I'm like. I'm targeting like faceless judges that I don't know. You know, like I don't know these people. But Kirk's my guy, man. He's my guy as well. So don't call him cheerleader, man. He's a cheerleader. Okay, fine. Whatever, Kirk, deal with this guy. <laughs> bro, he is. He will admit it. He's there just chilling, bro. He's just there cheering people on. But yeah, what's your... um? So where, where do you know Kirk from? Kirk, a uh, UK player. Not spoke to him in a long time. Met him at a couple of events and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, he seems he seems all right. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I don't know where I'm going with that one. Okay. Um, So um, what was your plan today in terms of like, having Matt, Matt on? Because obviously you've been, he's been so excited to have you on for like... Yeah. Oh yeah, month. we've been trying to sort it out for, for quite He's a while. He's literally like, week, oh like, mo- like over a month, and we had so many issues, running into so much stuff. We even had was... like a rail strike yesterday. He actually, he actually yeah. has a dildo at home that has your name written on the oh side of it. Just Matt and this is a TCG experience podcast. This is for everyone of all ages. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then Sammy's okay. here like talking about Pornhub. Do you know what? It... No, you're, already, you're already like R-rated. Yeah, you know that, I think right? we are R-rated already, right? Yeah. I think we have to be I now know, at this point. You can't step it back. The yeah. fact that we're too lazy to reshoot this, we have to go R-rated. You're probably not going to get monetized on YouTube either. That's yeah. fine. You gotta save some of the swearing till later when the filters stop checking. That's... Okay, so <laughs> sure. So we we what was the what was the plan so, today? Because we've already done we've done the Nats recap. We've done Nats, um, and mainly the the idea of getting you on today was just to like for you for people to understand what you did at Konami, um, more about Yu-Gi-Oh, the Yu-Gi-Oh side of it, and it's just like the admin side of it. Yeah, so I that would, we don't get to to see or know. Yeah, a lot of people are curious, and I know. Obviously, there's not a lot, not many questions, or there's not much you can answer in terms of like, did you have a. Yeah, so I've, I have a non disclosure agreement for, for you guys watching at home, which is still in effect, even though I've left the company. So mm-hmm. if you want to ask me a little bit more about like the TCG industry, sort of yeah. how I got into it, that stuff, I can answer that. If you ask me, you go specific questions like, how did you do this for the FNL list? Like, that's not something I'm going to be able to answer. Like, that would get me sued. So we're not going to, sure. I'm not going to do that. But like, in terms of the TCG experience and stuff yep. like that, I've been to all of these events, uh-huh. world championships, more than any player will ever go. Yeah, did all the live casting, worked on God knows how many products, over two hundred products uh-huh. in the time that I was there. Um, but yeah, so if you ask me the the general stuff, yeah, uh, that stuff I can answer. But like you go specific, I gotta be very very careful with uh, those kinds of questions. The last time I remember you at a tournament involved me specifically. I think you were head judging it. You're talking about European 2010 or 2011. 2011. Was it that one? That was uh, the last time I was a judge, by yeah. the way. 
Well, really? That was the yeah. last time I God, did. you dealt with me and you were just like, fuck this. So, um, <laughs> no, no more. It wasn't yeah. you. I, I can talk about that day um, specifically, but yeah, 2011, that was like the dark ages of judging at that point because players didn't respect judges, so they'd appeal every ruling possible. It took me six yep. hours to eat one sandwich because like every time I'd sit down, I'll take a bite and be like, appeal, 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 and I'm just running around mm. trying to catch does up that, on that all day. Does that have more to do with the, the players not respecting the judges or... The judges not knowing anything about like the, well it, a lot of the judges were just weak judges like it, they were it was yeah. kind of different because the judge program wasn't set up at that point and we didn't have problems solving card text so basically people remember how cards worked by just going on google sure. and going on what was it uh not Wikipedia. it was before then it was uh you get wikia to memorize all of the rules you had to be like a database to be one of the judges and that was that was really difficult and so of course the players whenever they got something they didn't like they're like oh i'll just uh, i'll just appeal it because they were entitled to a right of appeal so that was a really difficult event and things got a lot better as the program got more structured people started to trust the judges more and that but that that event uh specifically your appeal i, yeah. re I remember that one crystal yeah. so <laughs> one of the things i love about you savvy is you actually make the judges have to be better because they have to know what they're doing on policy management sure. and how the game works so you're very good at gamesmanship wow now, Get, now this is <laughs> that just makes me sound like a douchebag. No, no, no. Like it's an important skill. Like um, I'm very much a fan of of gamesmanship and like yeah, for, for years ago when people were like, "Oh, cowboy for game," and they didn't even have like gaga -ga -ga cowboy in their extra deck. And I'm like, "Well, if you're stupid enough, I've never done that, by the way." No, no, no. Obviously, you're not, you're not like that. But I'm like, what is this? If you're if you're insane enough that you would just go, "Oh yeah, cool," and pick up your cards without your opponent showing you the card, yeah, then mm -hmm. I think that's on you. But yeah, yeah. Obviously, a lot of people think differently, and you can't do that. That's that's kind of misrepresentation. Here's, here's a weird one. I'm because I was told that this you couldn't do this, but I vividly remember us doing this like way back when. Um, like if I had like a a hand of two guy two monsters in yeah. my hand, like a, a fucking sang two sangan in my hand, yeah. boom. Um, and uh, I have a board of a, a dude, and then I consider setting a a trap, but I don't set it. I just kind of like oh, you're pretending so you can bluff hover it. If I like hover it over that zone, but I haven't taken my hand off of it, and then I pick it back up, and I'm like, mm, no pass, because it, there was a stage where gauze was a big deal. Do you remember gauze? Yeah. yeah. And I think gauze you couldn't control cards. That yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was a there was real like equity and like juggling juggling that you know that that range of do I want to set this back row that I may not use or do I want to pretend that I have gauze in my hand? But like if you had a hand of non no gauze or no ba no back row. <laughs> pretending to set a back row that was a fucking crebons or some shit yeah was valuable to a good yeah, player yeah but later on i was told that that's like a cheat and you can't do that yeah you can't yeah, yeah so it's again it's a but why to, like where does it that comes into gamesmanship but yeah. then people during the infinity format they were setting their monsters and yeah, but, no, but that's i heard about that no but dude that's something completely different though yeah that, that's true setting that's a true. fucking monster in the <laughs> <laughs> going all the way to set it I'm not talking about set, I'm just talking about like it's you, like pretending yeah like being like, mm, think about think about it for a second where you're just like hovering over them. Like, mm, nah, I'm good pass I answer judge calls where a player be like hey can I use that against their monster and mm. they're trying to trick their opponent thinking it's that's like a fucking sick, judgment that's a sick angle and then the judge is like they're not allowed to answer questions like make the move and then I can answer it he yeah. goes okay cool and the guy yeah. walks away. And of course, then his opponent's like, okay, so it must be. He like, throws off the read. Can you do that? Can you no, do that? No, oh, okay. I'm like, saying, can you do that as a judge? In a, what I mean, as that? a judge, you've got to understand when your opponent's, when the player's trying to do it and you yeah. see it and be like, yeah, you're not allowed to be using you the can judges DQ. to. Like as a weapon, yeah. <laughs> Weaponizing to, the... to, you know, throw off your opponent's reads. Sure, like, that's, uh, like, that was, I think, one of the most insane ones. And the guy came up to me afterwards and I was like, 
a bit confusing. He goes, oh, I just wanted him to think I had solemn judgment. Um, That's such a sick angle. Like, That's a really dirty because, one, yeah. Because the judge is like tied up at that point because you're not allowed to answer a hypothetical question unless it's a resolving scenario. So what, what do you think about this question? Has this happened to me a few years ago, actually? So it's quite re recent. When I say a few years ago, it was 2018. Um, Euros, it was the one you commentated. Um, <coughs> one that Luke Parks won. Oh, that was the one where he won with Near Space and Aqua Dolphin? Yeah, go yeah Goki, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Funny enough, me and Luke actually play against each other and it's round nine, the first round of day two. And we're sharing a hotel room together and we, we, we both 8-0 and there's a chance we could play against each other. Yep. Boom, we see the pairings just before we go to bed because um, they paired them up at the rounds early and then we see we're playing against each other. You, cool. So you knew the night before? We're playing against each other. And, and you drugged him. And, oh, <laughs> no, I was like, bro, I'm... Bro, I hope that's why this yeah, is it's gonna... better not be like, oh yeah, a roofie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. What is on your mind today, bro? Are you Nothing, okay? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm you sleep well, up, yeah? yeah I'm, I'm Holy good. shit, man. This is uh, an R-rated like, so I knew I was playing the night before and I was like, how the fuck do I get this guy to not be there tomorrow? Do I just like turn off his phone? <laughs> like, fuck that. No, I was trolling him saying, I'm going to absolutely annihilate you, but good luck. Okay. So I play against him and we, <laughs> there's a, an interesting point where he calls a judge over and he asks um, about instant fusion. If I negate instant fusion with Trigate Wizard, which negates the activation, um, I'm pretty sure it was Trigate Wizard at the time. And then he, uh, can he play another copy? So it's what he said. Ask, he said, I just want to ask a judge a question. So he calls a judge over, judge comes over, says, hey, if I activate instant fusion, can I activate another copy of Trigate Wizard? Oh my God. It. I know what he's doing. Okay. So clever. Right. And he just leads with it. You negate and he doesn't have another one. Exactly that. Sick. Yeah. Oh, well done, Luke Parks. <laughs> no, well, that's so fucking... <laughs> so, well yeah, done. So, what the, what's so, wrong with that? Yeah, obviously you have to check what Konami's policy is. Yeah. I've been out of the game for a while. Uh -huh. But for me, yeah. like all that kind of stuff is part of gamesmanship. Okay. And like for games that I play or enjoy, mm. that would be something acceptable to me. But obviously that's yeah. not what's written into sure, sure. policy. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to check. Yeah, with with them. I what? mean, I think it's dirty using a judge to do it, but I, it's I, clever. I if you just said, "Hey, <laughs> if instant fusion activation is negated, can I activate another one?" That's just a question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, right. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, no I'm not saying it, but that's 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 what happened. But but, that, like... but no, but judges actually getting much better because they're tailoring their ability to answer now. They're saying you have to do it, and then I can right. That's the yeah. So you they're have actually to getting way more like yeah, yeah. Like, so so when the scenario happened and then Luke led with it, I was like. This guy is just double bluffing me. There's like, he knows that I think on that level because of poker, etc. He knows that I'm, um, well, I, I, I honestly picked the wrong person, I think. I think he picked the wrong opponent to do that against because now I'm like more inclined to to negate the first activation than that, than, than not negate well, it. Well, simply, like, it doesn't actually matter. I think he gives you more, he actually gives himself less equity because are you ever going to let instant fusion resolve? Mm, no, not with so, how the deck works. So what does it fucking matter? I think he's just trying to, yeah, maybe just trying to get, because, you know, there's a chance maybe I because would negate. Because, no, because he knows that you're like locked in. Yeah. Right? To negate mm -hmm. in it. So, mm -hmm. so. Throwing you your reads, I guess. Like, so you it's think weird you though. I think, I think, to hand traps? I think it just gives less, less equity actually. Like you, you, it's tough. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would snap negate in that spot. Yeah, you know, if you ask, if you ask anything, negate, yeah. in fact, if you just led with it confidently, yeah. you might get more of a question from yeah, Mark exactly, from me. Yeah, exactly. There'd be a like, question mark hmm. over my head. Yeah, you probably think more. If like, you just do like, I actually negate this? Look at opening five, instant fusion. I'd be like, fuck, man, this guy's got no fucking this guy's instant got fusion. Everything. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. if you are like asking a judge for like something that's probably, did he know the answer to it? Maybe he did. Um, it's a cool angle, though. He, yeah, he, he. I think, I believe he knew the answer. Yeah, fine. So fine, whatever. So our scenario that we were in, like way back when. Yeah, so I remember I get called over to a table. Um, the head judge, the assistant head judge, uh, she just answered a call and there was a big problem at this table and I was sent over to investigate it. And 
Sammy sat there. I can't even remember what the game scenario was. It was a. I remember well. How about I tell you what happened until the point where you arrive? Go ahead. You can. You can. Yeah, you can I'll tell you what happened until. So we're playing a game, and I, I did not want to be at Euros that year. I just didn't care to be honest. Because had I even qualified for Worlds, I couldn't go. You went to Hawaii instead. Yeah, because I was you know to Pokemon Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii, bro. Because I was one of those people who got said. He's not going. What do we do? <laughs> I was one of the people who had to deal with that. So, <laughs> I, but I knew I wasn't going to go regardless. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't, don't really want to go to Euros. But my friends are all there. So we decided to go. Um, the night before Euros, um, I, I was arguably one of the better players in the UK. Maybe one of the best players in the UK for sure, actually. Um, and one of the better players in Europe at the time. Top four player in Europe. Well, yeah, but only based on the results. But I thought I was really, really solid at that point. You know how like you might not be like necessarily the best player any for a longevity of time but at some point you could pinpoint and be like you know what at that format with that deck dude i was really fucking solid like i was untouchable yeah. so with plant and with those kinds in that form I, th I felt really confident mm -hmm. and then i'd go home having just trounced everybody and then go home and play against my little brother who at the time was like 12 yeah and he was using like all of the, like the leftover fucking shitty cards <laughs> the blackwing cards right the blackwing cards the yeah. gravekeeper cards and i would go like zero seven against this fucking 12 year old kid <laughs> playing gravekeepers <laughs> you know yeah, and yeah. i'm like solid with plant i've got like hyper library i've got all the whatever i've got yeah. all the good cards and i'd play him i'd lose over and over and over and i'd be like man if this little 12 year old is fucking crushing me could you imagine what i could do with these fucking cards I'm in my hands jarring you as well i bet you get so annoyed do you know what i mean so, yeah. so i had this realization the night before instead of going to play plant mirrors all day which felt you know pretty skillless mm -hmm. i just take gravekeepers which is what i ended up playing and it was ferris shout out to ferris my little brother his deck and it was just his cards <laughs> plus yeah. like three duality plus uh -huh. you know slightly power buffed or whatever with all good cards um uh, so I get there, play the, the event through, and I end up somehow with this deck that I'd never played before, sheerly on the power level of just Necro Valley, crushing the format. And Royal Tribute. And Royal yeah, Tribute. Royal Tribute was insane. Right. So just on the power level of those two things alone, because Necro Valley would beat the plant decks, Royal Tribute would beat the, uh, everything else, you had a good shot. Yeah. I end up on the in the winning end to play Top 64. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing against um, some dude, French guy, I forget his name, and he's playing Samurais. And that's a complete dice roll format. If you get to go first and you set traps, you win. And if they play yeah. first, they make sure and you lose. They're just very like linear. There's not much mm -hmm. play to it at all. We play, he wins the dice roll. Shien, da -da -da -da. I lose. Game two, I play, I win the dice roll, set traps, he loses. And then game three, I've res reserved, like, resigned myself to just losing the game. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not going anyway. Yeah. Right? We play, and he opens, like, just like Kizan and all of that, the shit samurais that don't fucking do anything together. Mm -hmm. Right? But with no back rows, no nothing, just a few dudes and passes. And I'm like, God. set five Necro Valley set spy go you know just completely <sighs> like, yeah. as I'm looking at it, I'm like oh my god he's somehow bricked in game three where it matters the most um, and we get into a game and as we're playing we realise that I think I've goes and match flipped or rivalry flipped one of those two cards and I realised that the reason he's actually bricked is because he's brought in loads of copies of Puppet Plant which he probably should never do Right, in game three, when playing first. first yeah. Take control of a spellcaster or Right, right. So the idea is he could just in mirror he takes a, a Xian and in against my deck he would take a spy or like, yeah, a dude. Yeah. But yep. the the point is that like he's playing first in game three. He just needs to just make his board like he's done in game yep. one and every other game one that he's played forever. Mm -hmm. But he just diluted the con consistency of his deck by bringing a three puppet plant, more back row cards. But he doesn't need back row cards. Because yeah. he's playing first. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, leave Trinidad, but don't bring in like all of the other random shit. So we play, we get into the game, and he's losing. And he's just like, the, t the corner's been turned, Gravekeepers has set the back rows, he plays, I flip the card, he has to get rid of a dude. And then he plays Puppet Plant to try and take one of the spellcasters from me. Yeah. To which I respond, I don't think you can do that, because 
you already control Hand of the Six Samurai or whatever, yeah. which is a fire. And, and Gozen's up. So you can't take control of a different attribute or whatever, which I, I think is the ruling now, right? Is that the case now? You can't take a dude? Yeah, um, you can't attempt. I don't think you can. If, if, if it was chained, it, it, if Gozen was chained. No, no, no. Gozen's face up. If it's face up, you can't, he can't. attempt to take Fine. it. Before, if, it, if you chain it to it, it just goes No problem. Grave. So the card's face up on the field and he tries to pop it, plant my dude. And I'm like, I don't think you can do that. Let's ask a judge. And at this point, he'd been calm. We'd been chill. Yeah. He thinks he's going to top 64. He won the dice roll. Yeah. And now his attitude's starting to change as he's like. Realizing his. Yeah. You know, how it yeah. you know how it happens, man. Like, yeah, it, everyone's it, calm until they're fucking losing and then they turn into like who they really are. Yeah. The competition creeps up on right, you. Right, right. So that's what happened. And he started to get a bit agitated. And I'm like, let's call a judge. We call the judge. Judge comes over and says, you can't play the puppet plant because of goes match. You already control an attribute. Like, Thank you so much. And then he says, okay, I'd like to appeal to the head judge, as you kind of alluded to. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the head that. judge was the assistant head judge who came Sure. Over. So, so, and so yeah. a lady comes over, assistant head judge comes over mm-hmm. and asks what's happened. Asks, we explain. He, he's completely fine. Everybody's cool. Judge says, hey, here's what's happened, blah, blah, blah. Public plant can't do it because it goes in. They go away. And I make a huge mistake thinking that, like, we're calm. Him, him and I are calm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, there's no way they're going to rule it, bro. But, you know, like, it is what it is, etc. And I'm, like, kind of jovially like, kind of talking with him. She comes back to her judge and she says, uh, he can't play the public plant. Right? To which I say, there's no way he's playing the public plant. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, it's been ruled. I'm sure. Like, can you just read the cards and just come to the conclusion that your judges come to and I've come to please so she goes away I think to get you I think to get you or to get somebody or she goes away just to, to, to double check something and I say to the dude opposite me I'm like bro I don't think she knows what she's talking about bro respectfully uh, yeah it's what happened this is what happened this yeah. is, I remember this very clearly yeah, yeah. I don't think she knows what she's talking about bro respectfully but there's no way this pop plant's resolving and he goes judge <laughs> he raises his hand like he just shoots straight up and he's like um they come back over, like rush over, like thinking that something. He's like, he just called the head judge of the tournament an idiot. And I'm like, no, I didn't. That's exactly what he said. I said, no, I didn't. Oh, it mm-hmm. starts to get a bit cried now because somebody's made a huge noise. And yeah. Start rushing over yes. the table. Very well, yeah. Dude, this, and uh, yeah, nobody it's believes the, the story, thing. actually. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what. So now the crowds are forming behind us, and it's like all of the French dudes and the, all of the UK dudes that have finished their round because we're, we're over time now. Yeah, we're yeah, running yeah, over time. Extra time. Um, and then they go away. And you, you, that dude Falco or Falco? Yeah, Falco. Yeah, that, that dude seemed chill as well. He mm-hmm. was calm. He, he was a great guy. I worked yeah. with him for a long time. He was a cool guy, man. He, him, and you were all talking to each other. Then you came back over and you were like, "So what happened?" I explained the public plant situation, and then I'm starting to get grilled on. Did I call the head judge an idiot? That's what you guys are starting to grill me. I'm like, "No, I did not." Right? And <laughs> this is a bit. I don't know if I can get banned for saying this, but who cares? I don't really care. Um, I'm talking to so as as he's like with me the dude it's just him and i and there's like the hordes of people around us i'm getting like dirty looks from his uh friends and stuff you know how it is like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the, it's just the nature of the beast like all of his friends are like you know like look at this everybody guy. gets tribal right They're right like, right this yeah. guy he's right. the french guy and right? all of my dudes are behind me and as i'm staring at him and he's looking at me i'm, I'm like have you seen the truman show the truman show yeah, where yeah. he's like <laughs> well he does like the face i'm yeah. like i'm doing this i'm like and then all of his people around him were like, oh, look, look, look. Like, you know, like, and he's like, look, look. And they're like, and then you guys would look. And I'd be like, whoa, what? We're doing anything. Uh, I remember this so well. Sammy, this Dude, is... I know. I know. I know. Even to this day, I can hear this story. And it drives me mad. 
it, it gets worse yeah. the story it gets like, so f- much funnier though i mean from your perspective it did from mine it was like a nightmare to untangle so, <laughs> so what ends up happening is they, they keep like trying to get me on this like i called the head judge idiot thing which i did not and then they eventually rule you rule with them based on an ocg ruling because apparently nobody's ever fucking puppet planted a creature under Gozen before in the history of the tcg like this was a thing yeah like it, that those cards had never really interacted with each other in the tcg can't even remember if Puppet Plant was a new card at that Puppet Plant was like, no, it was like a fringe old shit card that nobody played. It was like right. a fringe sideboard card. So, yeah, But then nice. the example I was trying to give was like, could you change of heart something? Yeah, yeah That yeah. was my argument. Yeah. Which I don't think you could. No. Right. Well, now we know that. Yeah, but we by the time you guys ruled that he could, right? Which is fine, no problem. That's a, it, wasn't, it was a collective decision based on mm-hmm. like some small snippet you'd read from the OCG. Fine. So I argue and I'm told that if I continue to argue, I'll be DQ'd. So I obviously stopped arguing. Um, so he gets the dude he takes the guy the monster right he takes it and the ruling that you've given is that it must be sacrificed immediately or he has to sacrifice the dude immediately yeah so he takes the guy that immediately goes to the graveyard yeah. and then he, so he does it takes it looks at his hand I'm on like 8k bro and he's like cool uh, battle attack with handed 6 samurai I'm like <laughs> 1600 yep yeah. take 1600 <laughs> and he's like looks at his hand looks at me again and I'm just there like smirking at him because like I know that it just doesn't even fucking matter basically I'm like smirking at him and he looks at me and he goes uh, uh, but he called the head judge an idiot like that <laughs> and he like freaks out again like he like, tries to run it back on me again and they, they you guys pass it to me or if I have a spy set face down no, I, I don't know what happened and as as we continue the game for a turn or so more I remember like he he's trying to reinvigorate this argument between me and I don't know this female head judge and I, I say to him what what bro why are you getting so held like what is the issue here man why are you so mad like i didn't say that but what is this like is this your girlfriend or something bro and literally like, i'm reminded is this your girl like what have i offended you so yeah. and he goes actually she's my fiance yeah that I come remember. on bro that moment, do you remember that fucking moment bro that oh. moment was come on bro one and of the hardest <laughs> judge the situation. most comedic moment in judge history bro, and i'm like and then i looked <laughs> at, at you point, and you then i looked at you and i was like what is happening here yeah, yeah, you looked at me and i knew at that moment and the first thing went through your head was gotcha yeah exactly and i was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like oh, it was... oh my god no. but there was a delay though there was a delay it's like what, what, what why are you so offended so... is she your partner yeah and then you shout out you must this must be your girlfriend but you like really oh that's what out, happened yeah. i can't remember the exact this yeah. must be your girlfriend why are you defending etc yeah and i was like oh. laughing like something was just reacting like this like why is he making out that they're together no i had the story and then and then like yeah. 60 seconds is a long time six seconds passes and then it comes out that they're, they're, that his that's her fiance his fiance yeah. and, and i was and by the way from, so from the story that i told on the last podcast she was head judge of the next year is the following year and she's the one that deck checked me round one randomly deck checked me and found marked cards that were not marked and tried to dq me mm. which is why now i always travel with the deck because like this weird bias that they'd had against me which was do you know what i'm saying yeah no i so yeah that's why i'm yeah. really like paranoid about being at tournaments where it's just like hey, i want to if i'm going to be deck checked i'd like to travel with the deck i don't know who any of these people are what biases they have or like imagine we do a podcast where i say something like i misspeak or say something that's yeah. a little bit i don't know on the on the in the gray area and, and i offend somebody and then like now suddenly i'm dq'd for cheating when i haven't fucking you're just voicing your opinion right, right. what happened in my experience so yeah for, you so went, you got there what, what happened so, you, so that's, why, that's that's my perspective of what so, happened yeah i get to i get to the table i've been told that there's a player management issue so this isn't a rules question that i'm being sent to the table to <laughs> yeah. so figure out why these two players haven't actually finished that game mm. and then 
I end up, I remember talking to the assistant head judge and I was like, um, wait, what's going on? Is that actually your fiance? She's like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I remember I looked at her dead and I was like, you did give the correct ruling, right? And she's like, hundred percent. You know, I'm like, if, if, the, if you <laughs> yeah. think the ruling is wrong, it's like, well, it's not about that. And it's trying to untangle the situation. Mm-hmm. And I've got the army of the French players, the army of the English players, everyone in the tournament <laughs> is looking. It's like, how is this one person going to resolve this? This is like, prime time drama <laughs> and then kirk with the pom-poms in the background oh don't <laughs> and like i remember that was one of the most stressful things because all the eyes are on you about how this tournament's going to progress and this is like one of the challenges that head judges face you ha- i think you handled it phenomenally like you handled it very well i mean i had yeah. quite quite a few years of like uh, doing like judging and stuff like that and i learned from a lot of great people like how to handle players in that situation i can't remember how we untangled it but we did and eventually you went on to reach the top four and then that same year you top four the pokemon uh, yeah, and he made it to the world championships. And he's like, "Well, I'm going to Hawaii. Why would I go to Amsterdam?" I'm like, yeah. "Can't argue with that." <laughs> like, I've I, got nothing to I remember. I remember the competition after that game specifically, where you and Falco and like, I, I guess the the woman judge, I don't know her name, came over to me like, "You were really close to being DQ'd." And I think had you guys seen the Truman Show face that I was pulling at the guy like in between, oh, I probably would have been antagonizing gone. him. Probably, yeah. No, but 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 to be completely honest, I think the Truman Show shit came after the fucking fiance revelation. Yeah. Like where I was just like fuck all this man. At that point, I felt like it was a joke. Do you know what I mean? Like where you feel like how she could rule a I, ruling and they're together. No, I just felt like it was like a a joke. Like a, yeah, that you couldn't you couldn't like rule on anything managed. that you if you have a bias in it. You know, like it's it's a difficult situation. I probably should have been called over to handle the entire thing yeah. uh, in that situation. Uh, but again, it was in an earlier stage of judging where before the systems and people. Been it was trained. the wild wild west, bro. It was like a different time. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Was like, that's why I call it the Wild Wild West, where it was like everybody's shooting from the hip, like everybody's fucking cheating. And like, you have, dude, playing Yu Gi Oh back then was more about making sure that you weren't getting fucked yeah. than it was playing Yu Gi Oh. But you know what I mean? It was like, hey man, is my opponent doing everything by the book? You know, are the judges yeah. not trying to fuck? It was like a very, like, it was a scary time. Do you know, does that it, make it, sense? It, it does, but you know what's weird? Tell me. I feel like it's more like that for me now than it was ever before. So like uh, like nationals twenty nineteen uh, not twenty nineteen the recent nationals yeah when that issue with the token etc uh-huh. and then the baron targeting and then the judge ruled it correctly etc and I said to my opponent do we need do we need to rewind he's like no we don't need to rewind so we kept playing and then this other judge stepped in and then said look we need to pause the game I'm not telling you why and I'm like why, why don't you just tell us why and he's like I need to get the head judge you get we have to wait like ten minutes and it's a long time everyone's waiting for us the head judge comes over they talk. And I'm like, this is like a witch hunt. Like, wh- I, so I'm, I'm really feel like I'm getting targeted in a ways where I shouldn't be. So now I feel like it's more for me now than it was like with you years sure. ago. But, uh, but what I mean though is like, I think this is going to sound wild and I'm not sure if it's even accurate or true, but I think that the player base is a lot cleaner than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that fair like like on average? And I think part part of it is because people just are better at the game. Like the average play, the average yeah, level of the plays higher. Gone up so much. Yeah. Right. In which case it means like, people are less incentivized to try to cheat people that are competent yep. that's just a fact mm-hmm. you know like that's just it's gonna yeah. be a hard, lot harder to get away with it. right right it's a reputation nowadays like you if you get caught being a cheater that tarnishes you forever dude i played against a guy yesterday that's considered a, a few days ago that's considered a good player mm-hmm. like i'm not going to name names but he's considered a good player a couple of days ago to play testing and he had um he's locked he's he's lost he's completely lost he has branded yeah. in red and um no death be a tragedy in the grave and he tries to make after like two minutes, three minutes of tanking, tries to make Quiritus mm-hmm. with two fucking Fallen of Arbaz. And I'm like, looking at him like, bro, you, what? Like, mm-hmm. I just read the card, like, bro, like, what? But it meant so much to them to win like a casual game. It was just fucking cringe. Yeah, the fact that they were doing in a, in a what, casual game. But then, in case you got a question, right? Was it that the person was trying to sneak one past you? Or was it a case of like, 
he's tanking so hard. He's like, there must be an answer. There must be an no, answer. No, bro. We'll definitely. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See, you is... always know it. Because I, I, def- I, 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 I got quote unquote cheated, but not cheated. I got something happened to me at Nats yeah. with a card that I just misread. Yeah. And that's totally on me. Like, if, if I, dude, if you misread a card and you fucking lose because of it, fuck you. And I'm fully willing to just take mm-hmm. that on the chin. Um, but I don't think my opponent intentionally cheated me. And that's a lot to do with his energy. Like, um, it's just how he'd handled the entire game, the entire match. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Versus that, and then that specific instance didn't really deviate from his behavior. It was very much in the same vein. All of his actions, the way that he was playing, the way that he was banishing cards. It was congruent. Yes, yes. It was very consistent with, dude, which reminds me of that thing that happened at Lille, the Pokemon tournament, where the guy quickly draws before he promotes. Oh, that guy which was, was which de- So like a, an opponent quickly drew a card before promoting a Pokemon. Yeah, after his guy was knocked out, right? But, 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 Pre, pre, so, but but that deviated from how the game had been played at every point where like he was promoting slowly drawing a card slowly and then this spot it was very much a you know but what I mean the extra information so right right yeah. right right so, right. so, so that's cards a, that centerize when you draw in that game so it's like escape rope sure sure so it's just a different spot basically and my opponent at Nats did not give me that vibe at all the, the, yeah. the Despia or whatever mm-hmm. fucking did. definitely did yeah so yeah anyway uh, yeah. let's I'm leave gonna, yeah. to, to get to that point like I don't I don't if I want to play a game competitively, I think you should be pushing Master Duel, uh, MTG Arena, Pokemon Online. Arena's so good. Like, you, the game won't let you make moves that are incorrect. Yeah, cool. And at that point, I don't have to trust my opponent. I don't need to know who they are. Like, I can just play the game as I want to. I don't necessarily need to understand every restriction on all of your cards because the game's just going to say, no, you're not going to be able to make this monster. And the best players do win yeah. on online. I mean, the best players will just win online and win in person. They just, yep. it, it gets t- it gets a bit dicey where like... The skills players... in person is so different. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a... because you've got to keep an eye on your opponents now. And I don't like that. Well, the sk- yeah. yeah, but the skills in person actually, I think are time related, actually. Yeah, time related stuff. Yeah, it's game. just the time stuff because like online you get the rope where it just cuts you off after yeah, a certain amount of time. Which is great. Which is perfect. But yeah. in, in person, it's very much, oh my God, game three is coming up. Who's gonna have more life in game? You know what I mean? It just it, doesn't lend itself to. It's just, that's a, that's an entirely different skill set, which a lot of the good mm-hmm. players are masters of. Which I never really, like from Pokemon, I probably would have won Worlds twice at least yeah. if I had just been more of a douchebag when it came to time, and I just wasn't prepared to be. Because yeah. I was always, like you said about reputation, I was really fixated on like, no, you want to be like remembered as being like a good person, mm-hmm. or, and then what you don't realize is like three, four years down the line, nobody fucking remembers how you won. They just, they just isn't, it just isn't a yeah. part of people's memory. It's like four years down the line, it's like, oh, you won Worlds twice, you're a two-time world champion. And it's like, on, on, nobody remembers that you fucking stalled somebody out. Or you, you know what I mean? On that, there's like, so the, the Worlds race. You think people do remember? I think people do remember. Remember, it's, it depends on what you did and... Oh, dude, you if you're like to, blatantly well. fucking cheating, of course people will remember. But what I mean is like, let's say top eight, you, you, you burn somebody out in time or something, you stalled somebody out, or you do something that's like, you know, you look through the graveyard four times, bro. Yeah. you know and yeah. and no, like the masses don't see that happen but you know it happened your opponent knows it happened and you're worried that your opponent would tell people and like you know kind of tarnish your reputation so you just avoid that situation because yep. it's the right thing to do right but i'm telling you i know plenty of tournament champions ycs winners world champions that that nobody sees the journey they just see the, the accolade yeah, it's, at the it's end. part of gamesmanship right it's, mm-hmm. again it's sort of like knowing what you can do within the policies is within the rules is it considered okay you're like all right are you stretching this it's like but there's definitely a shamelessness to it where like yeah. the yeah. most shameless people will push game dude there's gamesmanship of like the stuff that we kind of like touched on a little bit and then there's the people that will stand there and look at a hand you know for a minute until prompted to do because not everybody's the same man so like in an event, um, if you look at your hand for a minute, you're not getting to a minute against me, bro. 
you'll get into 30 seconds tops where I'm like, bro, make a move, please. Right? Mm-hmm. But there are loads of people that are just not me or you or that will mm-hmm. sit there and be like, enough, dude, yeah. three minutes might fucking pass, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Do you know what I mean? In which yeah. case, you've taken a, a tenth of the clock away almost, you know, yeah, in time. When you, when you actually do the math on it, it's actually quite scary how long everybody gets to make all of their moves. Per, I completely agree. It's like, you get maybe seven minutes, I think. I can't, they've just added more time, I think, for, for Yu Gi Oh! But it'll be like, all right, so if I get the same amount of time that you get and we're playing three games and we allow two minutes for siding, well, I think the math worked out that you get roughly five to seven minutes i think per per game and if people were spending that on one turn yes yes of course like this is why the games were going going over and so then badly. they take so long to decide what they're going to negate during the opponent's turn uh, even though it should just be so basic the thing i have the thing i have the most difficulty with in terms of Yu-Gi-Oh and like any kind of interaction based game where like my turn your turn and then like i can interact on your turn you can interact on my turn is let's say i've played lightning quick because I've had very few decisions to make, mm-hmm. and then I'm in a spot where it gets tough. Like I'm just in one. De- I have one decision that matters, and I just need to figure it out. And I'm being <laughs> pressured to figure it out. Oh, but like I've played incredibly, and you probably can give us the best insight. And I know what you're going to say, and you you are right that regardless of the difficulty of the decision, you should play at a, a, a good pace. But the judges sometimes come in and they just like make a move right now, and it's like yo 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 yo, bro. It's it's a really tough spot. It because, is, yeah. Um, especially if you're the judge in the situation, because you understand that whatever infraction you put forward is going to affect the outcome of this person's entire weekend, or what mm-hmm. they may have been putting into weeks worth of practice, months even. Some people's entire world's races. A year, a year this. sometimes, yeah, of course. And yeah. there's a huge responsibility to sort of do that, but at the same time, you have to keep the event moving, and you say, okay, you need to make a move, and there's. This is why I prefer digital because then I don't you don't ever have that. You've got your own clock, and what I'm thinking is like if that runs out, that's on me. There's no one else. Like I wouldn't go play in physical tournaments anymore. It just doesn't seem appealing to me because the extra skills that you need, for example, time management or depending on which nobody's like willing to talk about like Konami. Like they just like anybody who comes like on, goes out online and talks about like time management or like. Ha- the, the real issues with it seems to get banned where they're just like yes i got to game three and i burnt my opponent out you know when they say stuff like yeah. that they just get banned for it but like that's a a, a symptom of like the way that the game is played and works yeah no 100 percent. you know what i mean it's like it's almost like they want to sweep it under the rug where it's like oh just don't talk about it just don't talk about it but yeah. people need to be like better equipped because if you're if you allow listen to me and this is going to sound weird if you allow people to go on pod, on on their social media platforms and say yeah so we got to game three and i burnt him out you know if you allow people to say that what it means is that people become more aware that that happens in tournaments so they're going to press so it's an education thing so like if i know that the good players are doing that then i'm like cool you better fucking play quick then, man. Because I'm not yeah. trying to be in that spot in game three where you're just going to fuck me over with Cowboy. Gaga, 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 Cowboy. Because it's been happening for, yeah, yeah. For, for infinite time since Cowboy, since... I mean, this has always been one of the questions, right? It's like, should people who understand how to cheat at games put out a guide on how to cheat at these games yeah. so everybody knows? Or is that then just encouraging more people to see what they can get away to with? To learn how... Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really difficult situation to, to be in. Perhaps, like, perhaps somebody should show the how to cheat to judges or like they should be like you know what i mean like casinos where casinos get the the best blackjack cheaters or the best to come in and show you how to re- you know what i mean like they have all the cameras and they're like well basically we saw that camera there that camera there so we knew that we could use this table you should be doing they teach the croupiers to spot mm-hmm. cheaters or the the mob yeah. the, the bosses it's expensive right and is you're yeah. taking in people you're also taking in people that you know are casino cheats which is one thing but it's like how about we grab a bunch of suspended Yu-Gi-Oh players and bring them in? It's like, yeah, tell these judges how you got away with it. And they're like, oh, I'm innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was actually a funny thing at Worlds. Um, there was, so I actually sp- sat down with all the head judges and I was like, you, you, there's something I need to point out. 
you know what what's going on um well not what's going on but there's something that i don't want to be a victim of over the weekend that i think people might try and do and it was regarding the dice so every player gets um that we were told how we would decide who would go first with a dice with a singular dice we have to everyone roll a singular dice but there's a way to to to, to increase your odds of getting a a six on a on a dice if that makes sense so if you spin the dice in the air if you spin it where the six is pointing up and you you spin it that way you've now got a 25 percent chance to hit a six instead of one in six right is that true yeah so if you get a dice now and, and spin it in the air so if anyone who's playing just for educational purposes if you play against someone who spins the dice in the air they're never going to hit the either side of the dice in before in before the comments are just like jake always spins fucking six-sided oh, dice no, i always roll like <laughs> this all these videos on instagram and you just like chucking them like that find them find them okay because the thing is the reason why i brought this up to worlds um it's because they didn't address it. And I was like, holy shit, I'm playing for the world championship title. I don't want to get screwed. How can I convince a judge after we've rolled a dice that it was not correctly rolled? Because there's no cameras. Well, the, the correct way to roll a dice is to have an open palm and shake it in and your hand or, and, or, and then drop it. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, have it in your palm and then just if roll it. If you do it. that, if you're holding it like that, yeah, you can manipulate it. Yeah. And then roll, roll it across the table. Okay. So it's completely randomized. But when you spin a dice in the air and you've now got one in four chance of hitting a six. So let's say, Matt, me and you play and yeah. you roll and get a five. Okay. If someone wanted to increase their odds of getting a six or i gotta get a six here to win i need to spin it okay and then i believe where the five lands as well is a 50 50 chance now of either winning or tying um i'm pr pretty sure i'm not sure where the five is on the dice but yes so in the say the fives in rotation with the six now we've got I've how got the fuck does he know this shit man who the fuck even what do you go go home and google like fucking dice rolling course or some shit huh a dice roll. <laughs> this is the kind of things you get used to if you're practicing you're playing thousands of games people mm -hmm. are going to try and find ways to squeeze edges right mm -hmm. sure i'm not gonna be sitting there what sat there in my fucking I mean, boxer shorts fucking rolling flicking the dice back i mean the time probably should be better spent on understanding your deck your combos and what right. you're doing with every yeah. range but yeah. you know the dice is tiny things that you can min max this is why so people that do cheat they mm -hmm. use the smallest things to nudge the nudge the game in their favor they're the hardest ones to catch and mm -hmm. it's it results in the worst situation. Like the people that are doing that with the dice, how do you prove that? You know, and then for them, they're getting a tiny, tiny little edge on that. And it's people that use that. Those are the most insidious cheaters. But, but worlds, every edge counts. Yeah, every one percent. Every person counts. in that room is, by all, An all accounts, like a very good player. Yeah. yeah, they're just killers. Yeah, they're the best of the best. So when I when I said I said to the judges, "Hey, can I sit down with you?" I sat down with all the judges. They were like, "This was when the Thursday when we had all Hannah decks in," and I said, "Hey." Um, is there any way before the tournament you could make it known that people need to roll like in the, in the palm of the hand and roll it across the table because I don't want to be a victim of this and like of what and I was like there's there's something that people can do so I showed them I showed them how it works and I think the judge was aware uh, the head judge is uh, very well um, established in Europe um, and he was like okay this makes sense and then they addressed it on the Saturday thank God and I was like this is great because look I want to minimize anyone trying to take any advantage of me when I'm playing for the World Championship title. I've never been here before. I've always dreamed of being here. A lot of players dream of it. And and it, what's really interesting is because you've, you've been to so many worlds, not as a player, but you've been there just to make sure it's run correctly, it's been managed right, everything's going well for the players and for everyone who's involved. It really is a big deal for the players. Yeah, that's, that's always something really interesting is remembering that for many of the players that the world championship that's going to be the biggest thing that ever mm -hmm. happens to them right and it's like i was stood on the stage when bodan was playing in the finals of the, of the world uh, world championship that was a crazy game and i for me my feet were absolutely killing me at that point and i was like very stressed i'm stood next to one of my 
Japanese employees. And I'm like, how how are your feet not killing? He goes, oh, well, they are. I'm just swaying from leg to leg. And like for me, that was like my biggest concern was sort of like not falling over on stage in front of all it's the a cameras. Matter of perspective, yeah. And then you've got Bodan sat there, who's just going for what lullaby of obedience and praying to God on the stream. Oh, like, man, that was crazy in, in those moments. And for 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 them. Mm -hmm. honestly he played incredible uh yeah. over that he did over that whole tournament mm -hmm. but for them like those moments are like what they played the game for why they got into the game why they have why their friends are all sat in the audience watching and stuff and it's important uh from a business perspective to not lose sight of that yeah. with everything else go going on like, well it's just you you all have like um like we talked about this before like your emotional investment is very different yeah exactly you're just you, you're like you need to you're you're it's your job you have to have a good product you're, the world championships use a product essentially it's like a, a thing that you're doing that you've made you, you know what i mean like it's a i, it's a, I should it, clarify that but oh sorry is, uh, is, is this is my opinion this is my opinion yeah, sorry it's a, it's a little bit difficult because i can't answer it sure I, i'll tell you what i think the world, the world championship is to, to konami in my opinion it's like a marketing tool yeah you know it's a huge it's, it's a product it's like a, a, a thing that you're using to like bolster the the sales of new cards and it's a, to me it's a product at the very least because like there's short of that there's no reason to do it it's like with magic the gathering they've like cut pro tours because they realized that yep. they don't need them yeah that the, the, the competitive player base is just too small compared to the casual players like edh players mm -hmm. well you just don't need them like most sales are probably when dark magician cards are released yeah for Yu-Gi-Oh, right or blue eyes cards are released i would guess like no one no, those casual players are just trading in their droplets to fucking buy dark magician cards right well, you can look guess. at where magic started spiking right they started going to they focused more and more and more on their core players and their audience was shrinking it was like um mirrodin into kamigawa sure. into ravnica and the sales after that they started going down because again the game was getting so complicated and then they start going the opposite direction it's like okay let's make it more user-friendly let's make it more accessible and they start going what about planeswalkers what if you could be a character you know that fantasy and all of a sudden their audience just start getting bigger and bigger and bigger again Weird, because they did alien. You're completely right. They did alienate. Okay, they did alienate all of the competitive players, basically, basically with, with the release of Planeswalkers. Everyone is like, yeah. oh, "I'm not fucking doing this. I'm not, no, they're killing Magic." But you're right. It just Magic has never. It's never been bigger than it is now. Yeah, it's it's one. Of, it is the number one game of the big three. Yeah, which yeah. is Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, and Magic. Magic being number one. And um, for them, it was sort of then they started saying, "Okay, well, do we need these other things for competitive play? Like, we can start cutting that because the Pro Tour used to be the reason that there was like, oh, if they cut that, Magic is dead." And it was like, well, maybe it's not. Actually, we can put that money into other stuff, Commander or something like that. We're one of the fastest growing formats. What's sad about What's sad about the Pro Tour specifically is that, for me, for a long time, it was just this thing that I really wanted to watch every four times a year. I'd love tuning into the Pro Tour, watching the best players play. So to just kind of like, you know, just completely sweep those people under the rug, who are a big part of like why I considered Magic wanting to play Magic. You know, for me, that was a big part of my life, or whatever. Um, just in the interest of a cash grabs and sales is really fucking sad i mean yeah I you know get, i get it so from the sad. player perspective like i have a signed lightning helix i can't remember there was a pro tour and it was won by a guy ripping lightning helix off the top and shooting his opponent and uh, I, it turns out he won fifteen thousand dollars off that lightning helix top deck. yeah yeah i got one of the players to sign it and then i find the other player in the room uh at the gp that's famous that's a randy into... that's the randy bueller footage where he goes oh yeah, my god yeah. he tapped the glider that's yeah. famous i got the two players. one of the most famous moments in magic i got the two players to sign the card and yeah. i got the guy who won to sign it first and i find the other guy and he goes oh did you really get the other yeah. guy first uh, <laughs> sweet, and then he sweet. wrote on there fifteen thousand dollar lightning helix yeah. and just signed it off that's very sweet but when I was that age, like I just playing on the pro tour was like was the biggest focus for me. I was like, oh, yeah. this is something I really want to do. Um, I was I have to accept that I'm part of the minority there because there's a lot of people that just show up and you call them fish that 
just want to play magic and have a good weekend with their friends well those, those are different actually the the casuals the casuals aren't fish at all so the casuals are like the people that are just fully like the dark magician players and yeah. the fish are the people that like they're like semi-competitive ah mid-core yeah those yeah. are the fish to me because like they're the ones that you really dude you don't have to 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 show up and have anything close to your a game to beat the the recreational dark magician players yeah as a, as a, solid, just gonna as a solid player you're just playing your cards versus their cards you, you're playing fucking brave engine they're playing dark, you know what i mean it is yeah. what it is but the the fish are like the ones that you know that know a little bit yeah but think they know a lot more than they know you know, and the, yeah, the, the, those to me are those are the fish. Like Nats, Nats was a fish fest, man. It was yeah, really a fish was, fest, yeah. and that's what kind of always is. And I feel like Nats far, has a lot more fish than it does wreck, like kind of dark magician players. Just the people that have played. It's because it just separates the best players because of um, they go to their own nationals, mm. and that's why why CSs and Euros is very different. That's where you'll get I re- much less fish will top after Euros. Nats. Compact. Direct directly after Nats, I was so excited for Euros, yeah. and I've completely lost that energy. Yeah, just why? Be- just because, like, like you said, similarly, like I'm just not. It it comes in waves where I'm like really like honed in, where like, I really want to do well and win and play, and and then it's like so much of it is out of your control. Which is why, by the way, when I'm in, when I'm confronted with a situation where I feel like I'm being wronged by a judge or anything, I try to control as much as I can. And I would I, I'd stress that to all the players, and I got into a little bit of an argument at Nats, and I won't go into any of the details. I spoke to you about it briefly earlier, yeah. um, where I just tried to explain to the the people that were kind of talking to me that so little of it is in my control when I'm at a tournament because there's <laughs> so much variance in the game that you really want to try and fairly control whatever you can. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. You know, think about any area of your life, like relationships, fucking you know, love life, jobs. A lot of it is just like the people making decisions for you. Or saying I don't want to be with you, or like, hey, you're not getting a promotion, or hey, like you're getting, you know, you're getting, you're getting a promotion. I think I think that's a bit of a defeatist way of looking at it, but I get your point. You're no, no, making, but, yeah. but, but but truly, that is the way the world works. Is that a lot of your life is literally out of your control. So seize what you can control with both hands and your mouth and your jaws and and grab it. Yeah. No, is that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm not trying to like, uh, I'm not saying like be a piece of shit. I'm saying when you think you're right, prepare to. Die on the hill. Yeah. Be yourself. Be advocate for yourself. No exactly. going to stand up for Champion it. Champion yourself. That's a, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I, yeah. and I think we kind of alluded to earlier. The reason I kind of bump heads with judges is a lot of the time because from the get go we're put in a position lower than them in tournaments because ultimately if a player and a judge have a, a disagreement over something yep. and the judge says to the TO, "Here's what was said," and the player says, "No, that's not what was said. Here's what was said," the TO is always going to side with the judge because the TOs employ the judge. Yeah. Because they trust the judges. D- decision making their opinion they trust them but you're really at the mer- dude I this is gonna sound fucking wild I almost wanted to wear a GoPro and I know yeah. you can't because you can't record stuff but I'm so fucking paranoid do you know what I mean about just like an interaction where you said so- imagine a situation where you say something that's like completely harmless and yeah. somebody mishears it yeah and you're just completely fucked because somebody thinks you said something you didn't I say I would love to wear a GoPro I mean, that doesn't I want to say it doesn't happen now as often as it sounds but like there are going to be situations again this is why like here's a question do you go to these tournaments because you love the competition or are you there for the experience with your friends That's a, and i you you dude this guy's so dude somebody yeah, yeah i can't believe they fucking like, this guy should fucking be, be there yeah, yeah, yeah he's a fucking killer he's yeah. so smart and it comes again to the, and i keep saying that the emotional investment element of it where i'm not sure it, it's tough to be like 
toe half dipped in in a competitive environment exactly it really is that, that's the and and i'm that right now and i'm the worst kind of person and i fucking hate myself for it where you're kind of like you want to be competitive because you love winning and you love being good at stuff but then at the same time like you didn't fucking read heavenly properly yeah fuck and, me bro like do yeah. you know what i mean like that <laughs> if, if it was just i think it's more to it that because if, if it was just a competition you just play online because then there's literally a computer is telling me what i can and can't sure. do i don't have to interact with anybody if i sat there my opponent's acting playing slow you're so right going, you're so right if oh, euros was online well. if euros was online i would not be fucking playing euros because i didn't play remote duel right yeah. i just didn't i yeah. know it so you're totally right a lot of it is for me the social element of it yeah. but because i'd love to just go to an event and just play side events because the yeah. side events are way better value actually much better now maybe not when you used to be involved but dude now they're crazy like you can win a giant card that's worth thousands when the prize card is worth you know a grand or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, it's just completely it, that's that shifted for sure um but i can't not play the main you just you know what i mean it was you just, just weird you just like can't not play the main i went to like, i went to america i went to play hartford the most recent american ycs i'm 2-1 on the event in a ycs yeah and you would to be 2-1 like i, I lost because of variance i milled a card which i didn't want to mill i won the game gone 3-0 but because i lost i was like you know what cool i'll drop and i'll play the giant card event and then because the second place prize in the ycs main event is worse than majority of prizes by winning a big side event so that's interesting the that's way crazy. actually the way you look at it it's like so are you looking at the ev of when you go to yeah the uh, he is yeah he is i said so, i wouldn't i wouldn't but yeah here's the thing like you can if you want to make money through any of these games playing is the worst way you could go let's go let's yeah. go like yeah. completely right. if you can look at all the other ways that you can actually profit from the game if you're just going to play in tournaments and you get prizes it's like you're never going to get as much out as you put into traveling yep. tr play testing what you could be doing with that time there's other ways that you can be making money from it, like content creation. Um, Farfa, you know, I'll use him as an example. Yeah. He doesn't have to be a good player. He's separated yep. his success in this game from winning. He could go 0-5 and have a laugh of it with his player once. He's an entertainer. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's separated his success in this game and the way that he makes money out of it but from actually ever needing to win an event. Mm. and i guarantee that he he'll he can he'll do his own deck profile and mm -hmm. he'll get more views on that and generate more in than a first place white yeah yeah, yeah. ever get first placing yeah. uh you could say well then somebody else would get first placing an event perhaps because yeah, be, yeah. yeah yeah exactly i agree um yeah that's one way uh you could look at the Yu-Gi-Oh organization their web page actually generates more traffic than konami's official page with the exception of a been limited list posting like, that's crazy that's just a new i've page. never clicked on that page yeah Have he's right i've never clicked on like the 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 main page outside of looking for the banners, yeah. Yeah, you know? and uh, the guy who owns that, uh, Dan Parker, is a great guy. I do the Yuga Organization podcast, uh, the Climb podcast with. He also owns Yugapedia, uh, and he just runs ad revenue on it. You know, that's a way that he generates uh, money out of the game. You mm -hmm. can sell cards. I mean, that's pretty difficult to get into because you need to find vendors. You've got handle physical cash flow. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot more to it. Yep. Uh, but there's you. There's a lot of other ways that you could be uh, generating better EV than just playing in tournaments. And that's that's why it's it's for me it's difficult to get excited about tournaments anymore because I know that like for me I actually went ahead and worked for the company I've yep. made more than most players will ever dream of working uh, playing Yu-Gi-Oh, but again it was a, it was a different kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And if you're playing for fun, competitive fun, then yep. then it makes sense. But like like Sammy was saying, there's so much that's out of your control. It almost feels like if you're that emotionally invested in it you're probably never really going to get enough out of any one of these games well how could how could you not be though because you, you're completely like how could you not be super emotionally invested when well <laughs> the, the thing is, is it's never going to meet your ev if, uh, completely EV's agree yeah you're hitting you're, you're hitting the fucking nail on the head it's like the people get there and it's like will you calm down why are you getting so worked up it's like hey man 
I didn't get paid to fucking fly here. I flew here. I didn't pay. Yeah, for- it's out of pocket. Yeah, it's yeah. like I've I've made real tangible fucking sacrifices to be here, and I don't want to be spoken to like I'm a mug by some judge or do you know what I mean? Like, that, that's essentially what my 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 experience is coming down. To. Remember at Euros a couple of years ago, dude, a judge just spoke to me in the most heinous way. Like I was worthless, and oh, I was like, yeah. but I was like, bro, I'm 30 years old, bro. Watch yourself. Don't speak to me like that. I just said to him straight, and I went and spoke to the tos. Uh, a, a girl had shown up late to my table. Um, didn't know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, obviously had been given a deck by her partner or something. Yeah. I think it was her boyfriend. She said had given her a deck. Had no idea. Dude, she was like trying to ogre cards that would search, not understanding how Ash or Ogre worked. Just, 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 just understand it. Didn't understand how like mm-hmm. her cards worked. And I'm playing a good deck. And this is a... So I just used it in that instance as an opportunity to teach rather than... I'm gonna win no matter what. There's n- th- th- she cannot win. There's yeah, there's no, no way. Yeah. But let me at least teach what the fucking cards do. Like, no, you can't. And a judge walks by and overhears it, bro. Mm-hmm. And like steps in and is like, okay, so what happened? And I'm like, bro, bro, yeah. <laughs> what you why, why, like, why are you coming here with that energy? Yeah. And I'm like, and and he's sitting there watching, and and he can see the ogre on the table as I've like tried to resolve I don't know a searching spell, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, okay, so trying to give this fucking girl a warning. And I'm like, bro, what, is, what are you doing here? Like, and we got into a bit of an argument. Me, like, for no reason, essentially trying to defend. Because he doesn't realize that, that her tournament experience is completely marred by him just overstepping there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. In that, and I know judges should kind of step in when they see something going wrong. But that's a very obvious, you know, she's a fish, basically. Like, not even a fish. You know, like, has no idea how the cards work. And then later on, as I'm talking to Paolo about it, explaining to them what happened with the judge... Mm. Um, she like walked by randomly. I was like, "Oh, can you come here real quick and explain to them so that they know I'm not just on like some fucking yeah. witch hunt?" And and she did, and it was uh, that dude. I think did get like reprimanded in some however however they get reprimanded. But I'm just no longer prepared at thirty year, a big man age to be spoken to like, like that's a kid. A, that's very unfortunate. That do you know what I mean? Like, that's like, literally what happened. Yeah, it's not special. And I do want to stress that the judges they care so much about the game that they choose to volunteer their time uh, to go do that. I mean. You could argue that there's ulterior motives for it if you want to get a job, for example, with the company. That's how I got into it. You always know who the good judges are, man. You always know. It's like, you know who the fair players are. You know when you look around the room and you're like, because there's a rap sheet. You know, you guys build up a rap sheet of like who the, who the scumbags are at the tournaments. You're not, you're not allowed to use a rap sheet. But, but you know yeah. what I mean, though? Like, but, but, you, but you couldn't distance yourself from it in your yeah. mind, though. Like, you look around and... It takes a real skill to be able yeah, to, well, to if, be if, like, if, okay, I'm not going to trust it, whatever if, happened in the event. If you're able to like, do that, well, fair play to you. But in reality, the way the world works is that like, we yeah. form opinions based on past behavior. Sure, we, have, we have biases. Right, yeah. of course we do. So, like, I have it with judges, man, where, you know, like, if you've spoken to me like I'm a mug because you thought, because you didn't know what, what I was on, because they... Do you know what I mean? They, they, yeah. If you've come to me and spoken to me with some energy like I'm a mm-hmm. cretin and then I stuck it on you, you were, that means that you treat many people like that. Yeah. That yeah. means that that's your MO. You go around treating people like they're nothing and then the moment somebody stands up to you, you recoil. But if, that was your that was your modus operandi. That was your thing that you normally do. You know? You can tell a lot about a person by what... How, how they, they treat, treat somebody lower than they, them. <laughs> no, that they need nothing from. If they need yeah. nothing from this person, yeah. how they treat those people will tell you a lot about their character. That's fair. That's a good, that's a good idea. It shouldn't, that shouldn't have happened to you. And judges, they should always be respectful. I appreciate there's a lot of stress into the situation where... That was a bit of a unique situation though. Because like... Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Should, that, sounds, that yeah. sounds a bit dodge. Uh, no, I'm saying it was a bit unique in terms of like, how often do you play against somebody like who just is completely green? Yeah. Especially at Euros. Like ogreing, you know, like dude, it was bizarre it was just like had no idea dude were there tickets for entry to that event 
You had to no, you had to, for Euros. You had to no, 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 no. It wasn't Euros. It was a, a side event. Oh, uh, okay. No, anybody. Oh, okay. Roll up but in. you get tickets for the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps she was thrown in to get tickets or something. Okay. Or she just went to learn or bus pass time. Too. No problem. That too. Yeah, yeah. Whatever her motivation was, like yeah. it was just incredibly jarring, man. I forget the guy's name even, but pa- but can I say people's names on here? Yeah, go ahead. Paolo, that guy Paolo. Yeah. He was really Paolo chill. Right. He handled it really well. Yeah. Like he he he. I explained to him what happened, and he. I guess handled the situation with the judge. He, yeah, it was, it was solid. Paolo's a former judge. I think if you go through the archives on the official YouTube channel, I actually interviewed him at, as the assistant head judge of YCS Madrid. Okay. In the first years. We that would be years ago. And yeah, he actually, he, he climbed up through that. But like, as you said, one of the things that, um, the company does is hired a lot of people out of the community into, into those positions and then you've got to refill them and then train people and stuff. But judges, I, they're supposed to be there as, as pillars of integrity and for the most part they are i i do apologize for anybody who's had a bad experience with judges it's, if you are if you do volunteer to do that job remember that you're volunteering to do that job don't just do it to be a dick to somebody it just yeah like, i'm not sure if i can get behind like the whole like volunteering element of it because i mean they, let's it, be real like people they they, they they must like doing it oh, yeah. so, so it's not like they're just like you know picked up off the street you know, to like volunteer for like a, some fucking vegan. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, no, yeah, they yeah. they like you, yo. They want to they want to judge. You know, like they want to be there. Yeah. This is how they enjoy the hobby. No, but there's, there's, yeah, there's yeah. two elements to it though. There's like, part of it. People judge because they're not good at the game, and oh, I didn't say that. That's fucking his word. No, bro. no. But, but <laughs> let's, let's be real. There's there's times where a judge has come at me in a tournament, and I'm like, look, there's a reason why you're judging and not playing, and um, and with bad energy. Like, like how you how you mm. describe it, they come up with bad and like and 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 it, and it really does annoy me because when someone's there just to make someone feel like um, belittling them or after spending so much money or care so much about them because I really care about this game like I I yeah I'm playing he's, it. He's, you've got I an entire lo- podcast dude ninety percent of the content you get right but our care. alignment is even way different yeah. because you really are a Yu-Gi-Oh fan I fucking love this yeah. game yeah I and when when this, I see things and because it, it really hurts me when judges do things. Which they shouldn't be doing because it really affects the outcome of the winner, a, a true winner of a tournament. Which shouldn't, which, which, which changes the outcome. And when people call me cheaters, that really gets to me, and it really gets to me because I don't do it, and I've put so much time into my game. And the thing is, people just don't get what it takes to be a winner. In some ways, people don't understand elements of the game. Like you know, so many parts of multiple card games. That people would never fully understand one of those games that you fully know, like out of sure. all the games, right? And same with you, Matt. Okay, so there's so much in Yu-Gi-Oh people don't actually know, really, because they've not been taught it. Um, but yeah, that that's one thing that jars me. Um, but mainly judges, they get so much cool stuff for judging an event, which incentivizes them more to judge than to play. So. They'll get all these cool play mats, yeah, all but these still, cool field centers. Respectfully, it's still probably not more than they could make if they just worked a normal job for the weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like they get mm. to merge their hobby with making a little bit of money, you know, like monetary gain. It doesn't feel like working for them, I'm, I'm sure, but in some ways it probably oh, bro, does. Bro, they're on their feet a lot, man. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah they, 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 they do. Yeah, that's not, I'm not, that's not, yeah. I'm, I'm not devaluing what they do. No, but I'm what saying, I'm saying is I, I, I'm not trying to... They in, will enjoy this it. This is a witch hunt against judges, all for fuck's sake. I'm saying that, like, I definitely respect 19... Do you know what judges are like? It's like police officers that like beat up black people in fucking America or some shit. It's mm. like ninety nine percent of the fucking officers are like stellar dudes, bro. Yeah. And then you got like one percent that are just scum. But if you interact with that one percent, 
Does that make That's sense? That's going to be your whole experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You exp- oh, my God. So, for me, I think probably I've just had a few bad apples that I've dealt with. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, again, dude, UK judging, awesome. Like, they're just great people. But mm-hmm. anytime you interact with one person that's going to ruin your day or your weekend, like you said, or like yeah. something you prep for a while, you're going to remember it. Here's a weird gamesmanship thing that I thought of, by the way. I used to do it in Magic and I got in trouble. But um, it's not... Just What do you think about this? I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I, I've set a bluff. I've set, like, a heavy storm yeah. and passed. Um we go to my opponent's played we go to his end phase and i tank in his end phase like i'm just in the tank like what do i want to do in his end phase i look at my back row it's heavy storm i can't activate obviously yeah uh tank 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 look at my hand judge comes over hey uh, i need you to make a move and he's seen my back row is heavy storm is that okay depends on how long you were taking in the tank. not long enough i I, so what 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 i'd be doing there is balancing my my tanking range right so like yeah if i just go cool if you guys end my turn i'm like cool no problem my go draw yeah, it's it's fucking obvious sense. that I don't have fucking anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, in terms of like balance there, I want to be able to take 15 seconds to just think. Yeah, that's what I think. Personally for me, that's within reason. I wouldn't yeah, go yeah. to the game. If I've walked past and you've been like a minute like... Not a minute, of course, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but, no, yeah, but, yeah. but taking a minute to do anything in a game yeah, would yeah, be ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. So in Magic, it happened to me where I had Island Island in my hand. But Magic's an interactive game like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, and where, especially Islands where you want to bluff counters. Right, or counter, exactly. And like, So what I was doing was like sporadically pausing my opponent for about five seconds to ten seconds each time they played something but i would do that anyway yeah does that make sense yeah. i would want to, to feign a response because yeah. if i'm just like cool. if all of a sudden you stop asking yeah. if i'm just like yeah away. if i just put my fucking hand on the table you know cradle my fucking tempo and it's like yep no worries bro go yep easy resolves resolves yeah. resolves i'm getting fucking railed on bro yeah so like there is an element there like where you where judges don't really see that because you're talking about judges not understanding the game well it's, where they uh, fixate a lot on just like the cards instead of the yeah, game they don't yeah, yeah, they don't see yeah. why so like sammy's taking 15 seconds looking at his heavy storm looking at his hand he at this point what he's doing is he's working out what do i want to do and get the max value from next turn whilst um make bluffing my to my opponent what, what, what this card potentially could be and because yeah it eliminates it from your range it's never a card that you can respond with in the end phase so when judges give you like a judge will just if, if a judge sees it and they think i'll count to five five seconds is quite a long time one etc um they may just want to give somebody a slow play warning i know but, which is brutal though because yeah. a slow play warning and, is really fucking it's really close to a game loss bro you get one more for slow they play start upgrading yeah. and, and they yeah. get memory threat at the yeah. tournament. and mm. sammy can't be then like well well, judge, this is, this is really I'm balancing what I'm my doing. fucking, you know, yeah. my, my bluff range. And the here. judge is going to be like, "What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> now, stop wasting my time, etc." And I'm like, "What's going on?" And this is because when I've got like a warning before in, in Yu-Gi-Oh, I really can't explain what I'm doing because if I do, then I'm just educating my opponent and the judge, and then mm. I just don't want to be educating. Well, in I that always, way. I, I also always handle judge calls away from the table, always. So like, if, I, if a judge like if. The judge wants to talk to me. I say, mm-hmm. hey, judge, can I have a word? And then the judge comes over and I say, can I speak to you from the table? And I go away from the table. Yep. That's just another thing that I do. Just as, as like a, ha- a form of a, a habit. Yeah. A, that, that should be done more often because the amount of people that... I don't, want, my story. Story. I don't want them to They're hear my fucking story and, and then prep. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, if there's a... You know how it can happen sometimes where you say something and then they hear it and they're like... And there's the interjecting like, hey, man, I'll be right back. What I do is I ask a judge, somebody to watch the table, watch the cards. I go, I speak to the opponent, I come back. That's it. Simple. I mean, it's just all extra sets of playing a physical game with with people. I completely agree. Like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I get, I completely get it. It's like mm-hmm. they're not going to understand that. But like, you can do that on digital, right? You can set like responses, or you can like basically say, "Yeah, I'm going to just yep. pretend I don't have maxi, hold down control, or something." And like then that. and it burns your time, which should be fair. But as long as you're balancing everything, that's all right. And that and, that, and the, yeah. it's just really hard for a judge to see that. And when I say like you're judging 
because you don't know how to play. I don't mean that for every single judge, but when I say that, and it, it, you know, and some judges might feel like, "What the fuck is Jake saying?" I mean, in in the nicest way that I I know a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh, a lot more than most judges do in terms of playing the game. Even though my maybe maybe they'll always know more than rulings than me because I'm awful with rulings. By the way, well, I'm just terrible. See- there's there's something there right there's player management is a huge yep. part of judging it's more than 50%. yeah yeah it's i be, agree how do you just approach a table yes. resolve mm-hmm. a situation yes yep and there's a huge amount of training that goes into mm-hmm. into that because it's more of the thing where it's like it's more than just my opponent cheated it's like okay well he said he was going to activate this then he didn't or he yep. said cowboy for a game what do you what do you do yeah um there used to be the old upper deck judge tests where you'd have to do scenarios where essentially uh one of the upper deck members would they'd have this situation and they'd mm-hmm. role play it out and you had to be the judge that you'd come in and write right this is a situation how do you deal with it mm-hmm. and like uh again i don't want to talk about people specifically but you've got uh somebody pretending to be a really angry parent who's screaming <laughs> in the face of this player yeah. because he's just scumbag their kid or something like yeah. that and then it's like right you've got to go deal with that and there's like actual training in that and it's like um it was the intent was to throw the judge off get their heart rate racing and dealing with that adrenaline rush of like people are watching because obviously you've got other people that are evaluating whether or not you yep. get promoted in that and these situations they do happen they sound crazy but they'll be like once per event but if you're the one judge who's handling that one thing yeah that's going to be what you remember and then those unfortunately are cool, those are called life skills though to learn those oh, they're, they're, they're yeah. great. they'll take you a long yeah. way and you can you can see it with a lot of people that successfully gone into other careers but mm-hmm. some of that i do admit then means that they get lost in understanding the gamesmanship of bluffing for five seconds it's like okay yeah. i'm just gonna make my opponents throw their ranges off and stuff like that and yeah it's it's it then ends up with you not having such a great time and also them yep. thinking they're seeing you doing something you shouldn't be doing when you absolutely should be trying to make your opponent think something different it's the reason we're playing a physical game yeah it's like it's so i can have that human interaction mm-hmm. and so i can make you believe that this heavy storm is infinite impermanence yep you know i get but i get it yeah yeah it's just yeah you guys feel like such a victim man Oh man, he's, everyone he's, loves him, and he feels like a victim. Huh? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, I, I, think just, a, I think that's a good spot to leave it. No, I, we got some questions. Well, all right, go ahead. We got some questions, Matt. Yeah, so, um, uh, these are on my phone because there's quite a few, and people people are just um, are curious. So, you've obviously worked for Konami for a long time. Yeah. Um, just what would you say is your like your favorite moment working for Konami? Favorite moment. Uh... World Championship Rimini, mm-hmm. uh, 2014. Okay, uh, why? It was, again, I'm trying to figure, I've got to put the answer so I don't answer with anything that's confidential, but essentially we had like the core team that I, I worked with for a very long time, mm-hmm. and it was the first time that we were taking care of a World Championships. Yep. And we, we planned everything out. Uh, it went really, really well. We had the, it was the first one that was live streamed properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to sort of see all the players coming in and having that experience that we wanted them to have. Yep. And it was, you get to the end of it and it's sort of like uh, the other Konami departments are coming going, yeah, you guys did good. You know, Kazuki mm-hmm. uh, Takahashi attended that event himself. Uh, and it was just like, for him, apparently he had a good time as well. And it's like, yep. we did it. All right, we, we stuck the land in. Like for me, working working with all the guys to, to make that happen. And these guys, they were staying in the office till like, 8 9 p.m just tidying up banners and making stuff working on the floor plan making sure we had enough inventory and stuff and Mm -hmm. making sure everything worked um 
that was kind of for me like that the moment where it's sort of like we we achieved something incredible because we so had the culmination of everything that you'd like strive to, to yeah yeah it's like because we had a much smaller team than the u.s team or a japanese team and uh we were we were a young team as well a lot of people that were, were working on it uh weren't people that had been in industry for a long time we had like uh, rob Hooley senior he was the um organized play manager for for europe and he was kind of like our lead on that because he had all the experience and mm -hmm. we were working around that to to make it work but yeah that that one event was probably my favorite memories of something we achieved in, in command awesome. great okay so alex dominguez asks he asks what changes would you make today if you were still at konami um i don't actually want to answer that question okay because uh, okay you get, get, <laughs> right. get me into trouble fair fair okay um all right well he doesn't want to give them like free I, he doesn't want to educate yeah that's fair man. imagine that's like, fair. here's what i would do and then some fucking random dude in konami is like hey guys here's what we should do oh <laughs> uh, it doesn't it talks about like maybe policies or something like that yeah again it's just something that could potentially be a gray area and i don't want sure to sure, sure. no worries that. cool cool okay so uh dags dags asks what's your most memorable moment while in the r&d team um so after we finished like working in meetings and that we'd go out like in japan for drinks and stuff like uh -huh. that and we take semi-competitive decks and just drink and play and i built so many good relationships with people be like i'm gonna play thunder dragons or i'm gonna play like um galaxy like i'll sit down and play galaxy against thunder would dragons. you play with them with before the cards are even out so this is like new oh, no, format no, no. Old, be like prior current we, format. after we finish all the meetings all the work is done yeah. and it's just like you're hanging out with these guys you're getting to know them and like my japanese wasn't great their english wasn't great and we just yeah. sort of sit down we're having a laugh and just like joking around and stuff like that that was kind of my favorite time it's because you built that's when you built the relationships and then you go yeah. hey i'm thinking about this and that and you have real conversations yeah. you actually sort of make a connection with people that was like that was the best time so, so you uh, you flew out a lot then for r d did you all meet together then for the r d departments like for japan and america and all have like we'd, we'd have like we'd have global meetings like i didn't yeah. work in r d i was a product manager so yeah but i did work quite a bit with the r d yeah but yeah, like uh, when we had meetings in the US, mm -hmm. uh, we'd, we'd go out and have drinks and stuff like that with like Kevin Tour, yep. Jerome and stuff like that. Uh, great guys. Uh, I do miss I do miss working with them. They're, they're incredible yep. people. But like, yeah, you'd have lots of meetings. You do lots of emails. And the problem is, is you, you're in three different time zones, right? So mm -hmm. you get an email from Japan, then Europe responds, then US responds, then it goes back to Japan. Yep. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. So that's when you sort of would have, uh, when we had the, the meetings and then you'd sit down and you'd spend like maybe eight hours in a room like, right let's hammer this out or something like that fair fair okay um and then um alfie morton asks how far in advance are cards designed before they are released i'm not going to answer that question because okay. uh, again that that feeds into scheduling and stuff like that it's like the fucking amber heard johnny depp trial for fuck's sake he's like yep not answering that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that a landmine <laughs> right there. i can uh, imagine not answering I can that imagine if you could get kevin Tour to answer that one that would be great uh, yeah okay fair fair um okay and then um ryan uh jacobs asks hey ryan i remember ryan yeah he, he 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 is the guy he's i feel like he's like the the tcg ambassador of speed door like he just he loves the game he does he, he i remember he was playing uh it's my lucky day joey deck yeah uh, to win a one of the big speed World tournaments that when uh -huh. they originally started yeah uh, he asks so um so what is like your vision on what was your vision at the time like for battle pack and for speed duel so just for the viewers battle pack was originally konami's idea of um a product for drafting and they did a ycs on it they did two ycs's on it one for brussels and one uh for in in sheffield in the uk and then they also did battle pack for top cut 
in America. So if you made top 16 of the YCS, if you got with constructed with your own deck, you would then uh, play that's just top them, 16 yeah, draft. That's just them like copying like a Pro Tour format. Basically. Yeah. Or like the similar idea, like where they would do like, part draft, part... part uh, and the, sa- the same person always won um, in America if they made top 16 because they just tested. That's all they did. They were just testing battle packs. Would well, you draft Coleman or was it constructed? It was, it was draft. Was that you Patrick would... Coleman? Uh, no, what's his name now? Hoban crushed it. I think Hoban came second, but his friend he was testing with, he won two. Is that the one where you... Battle pa- pack. you mean, do you mean draft or constructed? Are they passing cards around? Yeah, the draft. Yep. So they're sitting at the table and passing so cards Passing around. cards, yeah. Yep. That sounds broken. Yeah. So if you made top 16 with like your Orcus deck, yep. and made top 16 of, of that event, you will then six, sit down, 16 people, and then you will just draft. I think two pods of eight, right? I think it was two pods of eight. I think so, yeah. That's yeah. so sick. Because you tested that. Because for YCS Sheffield... The players who lost in the top 32, you asked those 16 people who got knocked out to do to test draft and pods. I remember that on a separate table. Yeah. Um, just to see how it would work. And obviously that was then you forecasting or for the future of for the, for, for the future YCS. Obviously, obviously it didn't take off. So Battle Pack is separate from Speed Duel. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's difficult to, to talk about it because it kind of pertains to protected information. That's a, fair. A lot of it, but yep the drafting was really cool and like that first battle pack like if you actually ever did the draft yourself it's like do i take solemn judgment or regeki you know when, you, when you're making decisions like that that's such in a your draft pick like, your first pick, regeki, your first pick it's regeki yeah yeah it's just like in you, a fucking draft format everybody's yeah. playing creatures bro i'm thinking regeki, yeah, regeki, what, all the but, time. but what, what what um what else was in the what, what, tell everything me what, what's the card pool? every broken and they had banned cards that were allowed to be played in draft like graceful Skate pot goes. of greed um okay. Sinister that Serpent, sounds amazing free rata oh, yeah, yeah. it was so much fun it was it's crazy that sounds amazing. Yeah. the original battle pack format was uh, you can't can you so get special. these packs still can you yeah buy yeah they, they, go, they keep going up because people buy them just to play with them as like home games but once you so, so where do you how much are they i feel like probably like now it's like 150 pounds 25 box for one box how many but, oh how? yeah 36 packs but the box is designed to, to draft with okay so the, um, let's buy one yeah we should do it we should we you should know why because we, we can buy it. one draft it and then you can just reseal the packs like you not re- you don't mean reseal yeah, like yeah, you could yeah, um yeah. Can reuse keep reusing you could them put a tab around it and just have it as like new pack. that's what you do for a cube anyway so every single pack that we open we'll take a photo of and then we'll no, you just don't have reseal to. it oh are they are they specific to the pack so uh if i remember it's five cards per pack okay uh, so essentially but each pack has like one spell one trap one like no that, no it's or? all randomized it's still no, all no, randomized no, no, what i'm saying is if we bought a box yeah and we put the same five cards back in the pack you wouldn't have to i don't think would you if you want to have the full draft experience, yeah. You, you would have to. You, yeah. You'd have to reconstruct them. Uh, <laughs> but Speed Duel, for Speed Duel specifically, yep. um, it was about getting that fantasy of like actually playing sort of like in the anime format whilst also having something that was like intro friendly because Yu-Gi-Oh! is such a complex game. Yep. Like getting people into it is so hard. You're like, okay, right, you do this, you do this. That's missing the time in. Put that down. Okay. So that, oh, well, that trap card you can play from your hand, but only if you control no other cards at the end of your opponent's battle phase. You know, so you're trying to get people into Yu-Gi-Oh was always difficult, so it's trying to find a way to make an entry level product that wasn't a starter deck. Mm-hmm. Which which suck, yeah, obviously. And actually no, Yu-Gi-Oh structure starter decks are pretty good. Structure decks, right? They're amazing. Structure decks are great. They're okay. amazing now. Yeah, because the Pokemon. It, it was <sighs> the idea of sort of trying to capture that fantasy of like, hey, could you make ultimately great moth playable? Uh, mm-hmm. and also have something that was still accessible for newer players. That was kind of the big focus on what yeah. making speed. Can somebody just get rid of fucking chain blocking, please, for fuck's sake? 
Can we just get rid of chain blocking? Yeah, yeah, that's something we've, we've talked about. Can we just get rid of that? Like, I, can we just make a rule now that, like. So, do you want it, so for the people at home, yeah. that would be a case of where, like, you choose the order in which to resolve effects. Yes. And you can yeah. make sure that your opponent can't respond. So, so Ash, yeah. we can, let's say you do a chain link, and I can Ash at any single point now in that chain link. No, he, he, you can't You can't do that currently, but yeah, yeah I would but, like to, I'd like to, that, that would then, be the case. Yeah, it would be, be, be amazing. Come I'd, on, man. Like, chain blocking for me is one of the real barriers to entry for new players. There's, there's a lot, I think, of the fact that the card pool is like 11,000 cards. Well, yeah, okay, it's that's like, true, yeah. It's a huge part of it. And, like, it's, again, if you want to actually go into the competitive, there's maybe about maybe 100 or 150 cards that you need to be aware of at any given time to do all right in tournaments, to be a fish, I yeah. guess. If you're just aware of these 150 cards, how yeah. they work, you're already ahead of most people. Yep, yep. But the, the card text has gotten so long, the... the yeah. Uh, yeah, I could, I, I could give my yeah, yeah. thoughts on this. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't want to get you in trouble. Like um, but uh, so Speed Duel for me feels like um, Konami's version of Monopoly Go. You know, Monopoly Monop Go? No, I've not played that. Monopoly Go is like the speed version for where people play on the train just to pass time. You know, Monopoly has a really long game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Monopoly Go is like designed for traveling, like on a train or like, you know, just to pass time. Um, but so Speed Duel is super quick. I actually like how quick it is, but I would end with free zones. I, I, I would probably prefer more zones. Um, so if that's what it feels like it just feels like a faster version for people to understand the game and learn the game well that's what it's fucking supposed to be bro literally yeah <laughs> but yeah so with, with that it's just um it's really cool to see like the side events have like all these huge giant cards like blue eyes white dragon illusion of black chaos they all find a home in those kind of events yeah and then we're playing um other side other giant card events for like the divine of the herald and it's it's just, it's crazy. So it's like more. It's like you're trying to push. Uh, you get more reward now for playing speed. Uh, it's, it's weird actually. So you got YCSs, and then you're more for EV purposes. You're more incentivized to play the side events, and then for more for EV purposes again, you're probably more inclined now to play speed all. Because at nationals, they had the coolest giant card, which we didn't see yet, because it's still being currently printed or made. What is it? Um, <laughs> Elemental Hero Flaming Man. Oh, that's a good one. That, and that's, 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 that's like the Dark Magician of If you win Speed Duel, you get that. The Giant Card event. So how, many, how many people played Speed Duel? I think that they had a cap of 64, but I don't think, I think maybe like 16 people entered. I'm not even sure how many entered what that one. What the fuck? So imagine, and that, uh, the vendors apparently had an insane, uh, the NCG vendor told me they got an offer of 10K for it, which I don't believe. Um, but I, I, but they, said, they said before that though, their other offer was 3K. And I believe that for Elemental Hero Flame Wingman, that's, that's the Dark Magician of GX. That is, like one of the holy grails imagine that on the wall that look amazing well elemental hero neos is uh is a dark magician exactly but flame wingman yeah. was in the very first episode of gx it was That's the true, ace yeah. card and yeah. yeah it's got a huge huge fan appeal a huge huge everyone loves that it's everyone's so that, that's really cool but yeah so that was that was like basically um yeah curious about speed duel and um battle packs like a flash a back uh, yeah back in time yeah so um yeah matt is there anything that you um shout outs bro yeah, for sure. You, you yeah. have a podcast, you said. It's like yeah, a podcast? yeah. Uh, so the podcast for that I work on for Yu-Gi-Oh, we've actually had a bit of a hiatus for a month, and it's a for based on Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel. I don't really follow the the main game anymore. I just mm -hmm. play a bit of Master Duel. When it came out, I was like, "Hey, this is fun," and Dan's like, "Hey, do you want to be on a podcast?" And I was like, "Sure." Yeah. Uh, we've been on a bit of a hiatus for the last month, and part of that's because I've been on holiday, trying to arrange schedules. And I also got really mad when I did the Sword Soul update, right? So mm -hmm. got about a hundred dollars worth of packs. I open those hundred packs, I get four ultra rares all destiny hero plasma and i'm like how does this happen how do you not have duplicate protection yeah, like, you can trade point? you can trade them in to get one moe yeah yeah and i get one ultra rare yeah one moe bro one moe yeah Enjoy and i was it. just like i was so mad and i was like that's a hundred dollars worth of real value right there that's literally... yeah the packs are too pricey and 
I, I kind of, it really disincentivized me to play because I spent like the first preseason just playing uh, Attic Nister. And yep. I got to the point where I was just like, why is everybody not on this deck? This is the best deck in Master Duel. Because I just, like, you can max see me play every hand trap in the game and I still OTK you. Yep. You're on the wrong deck if you're not playing this deck. And no one was. Uh, mm -hmm. So we've not actually been on there for a while. Uh, What's the name? It's what, what? The, the Climb. Uh, the Climb. You, you can find it on the Yu Gi Oh! organization uh, YouTube channel. All right, guys, check it out. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, other things I'm doing is I have Making Chad, which is a YouTube channel I've created. It's separate. It's not card games and stuff. Uh, I actually went through a big uh, body transformation uh, from a fitness perspective. Managed to drop uh, like 12 kilos of fat in 16 weeks, and I covered everything. It was sort of like a big in-detail vlog. And I kind of want that channel to become mm -hmm. a bit of a lifestyle. Sort of like, hey, how, what better things could I be doing to make my life fun? Like, you know, actually taking charge of your own life. And that's what that, that channel's about, okay? I did a hike while I was over in Denver with a former U.S. Army Ranger, and I was trying to keep up with this guy who's 43, and he's just like, when we're going up, I was like, should we worry about bears? He goes, oh, I've got a Bowie knife in the bag, so if the bear is like trying to eat me, you just want to get in straight under the ribs, like, and he's just <laughs> showing me that. I was like, he says, he goes, yeah, just grab a rock, just bash his head in, it'll be fine. We're not gonna, we're, they're not gonna attack and stuff like that. And just like this guy, like the way he talked about things, he's like, it was incredible, and he was just so insightful. And sort of having the physical fitness to climb this mountain was was great. And that's the kind of stuff that's that's a milestone for you. That's probably like a huge bucket listing oh yeah 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 it was a bare peaks it's about eight thousand four hundred feet above uh Seattle, and the, the views were were insane i got the photo at the top of it and it's just kind of like outside of gaming and stuff because we can always get sucked into spending too much time on the computers and stuff yes. and it's like hey how can i do this better what, what could i do uh for for adventure sort of like even for dating i've got into fixing people's dating profiles <laughs> now like people always ask me yeah take a look at this what do you think and i'm like all right these photos are bad you need to change this or what, what who are you targeting and stuff because people don't think of it. It's like it's transferable skills, right? It's like, well, you're a product, right? Can, you're just marketing yourself. Just, just on that, can, can, a, a friend who I'd like you to work on, Simon He, he's, he got catfished at Harford. No, Charlotte even. He got catfished in Charlotte by six goals. We were doing so well, bro. We were doing so well, bro. I'll take it in face value, right? So yeah. if, if you get catfished, right? <laughs> you can, you are fully within your right, yeah. right to just show up and go, yeah, sorry, I'm not feeling the yeah. vibe, and then just walk away. Uh -huh. You don't have to spend your whole time on a date. Uh -huh. What if you're someone. just trying to fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's different then. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, so who? Why do you think people are on these apps? <laughs> oh, well, I'm just kidding. I, don't, I just no. didn't think we were going to talk about Simon E. But yeah, it's all right. Cool. <laughs> to be honest, that's, that's a bit the we were doing so well for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no. It's again, it's kind of just having that mentality of just like, yeah. okay, so if you're just going out to to hook up or something like that, and you can get there, you can always say no. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if, if some person shows up and it's like Kevin Spacey, you can be like, not what I signed up for. <laughs> like, yeah. how, how desperate are you? So having the self-respect and also just being okay being rejected. Like if you see someone that you want to go speak to, you go, hey, how's it going? You're cute. And she just goes, no. You know, All right, cool. Have a good night. Just walk yep. away and be okay with that. Too many guys these days are just scared of that stuff and sort of mm -hmm. like helping people with their profiles and sorting out their photos. I feel like he's speaking stuff. directly to you. Who? When he's talking about like being rejected and stuff, I feel like he's... What do you mean rejected? 